Want to be part of the Morning Blitz? Don't fight it. Tell me how you really feel. Send your thoughts to our text line at 785-899-2222. Once again, welcome back to the Morning Blitz here on this Monday. Glad you could join us. We're getting to our guests a little bit late, a long edition of Weekend Winners and Losers, as it usually is. Hey, welcome into the program on the phone. The radio voice of the Cole Beagles on 100.3 The Ride. That's Christian Peck Demet, who's kind of to spend some time with us this morning. Good morning, Christian. How was your weekend? You know what, Ross? It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too much to complain about. I uh, didn't sleep so hot last night, but... Good Lord gave me breath this morning, and that's uh, you know all we need. Nothing, nothing to uh, to get angry about. What about you? I was doing fine, doing fine. Did you hit? Did you hit the links this weekend? See, I did, but the score is unspeakable. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna leave that right there. <laughs> we won't talk about Christian uh, Christian's score this morning, but. Uh, Christian, uh, I invited you on the show, and I kind of gave you a pre-warning of what we were going to talk about. Of course, we knew we were going to talk about Colby Goodland, but we'll start with this question, then we'll get into the fun part of the deal. What was your What was your first experience of someone who'd never experienced a Colby Goodland rivalry game? What was that experience like for you? See, I was gonna, I was going to bring that up. This is uh, my very first experience of Colby Goodland football, and everyone kind of kept telling me about this idea of, you know, it's rivalry football, anything can happen. And obviously, I'm a Michigan fan. I know, you know, rivalry games can get pretty crazy. Uh, but, yeah, it, it kind of gave you everything that you could have possibly wanted. That was a wild finish. I think both teams can kind of come away from that and say we, we should have won that game. Uh, Colby can probably say we should have won that game by a lot more. Goodwin could have said <laughs> You know, can easily say we can. We should have won that game by a couple of scores. Uh, just a wild ball game, and the, the way that it, you know, came down to the final moments too. I think brought uh, a little bit of joy, a little bit of added joy, uh, because I have now called, uh, broadcasted six Colby football games, and that is the first one to finish uh, inside of a three-score ball game, win or loss. All of the Eagle. Football games so far have been uh, 21 points or more, so it was nice to get uh, one that mattered a little bit in the fourth quarter. Once again, Christian Peck Demi is our guest here. We're talking the Colby Goodland uh, football game. Once again, uh, Colby with a 19-16 win on Friday night at Denon Field. Okay, I want to go about this. I did this a few years ago with our previous co-host of the show. That was Dan Lucero. We used to break down the game from the opposing team's thoughts. So even though you might have broadcasted for one team, I want you to break it down from the other. So give me your thoughts from the Goodland perspective on a team you'd never seen play before until that Friday night and, of course, the outcome that you saw. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, my gosh. Firstly, uh, I do like this idea as well. Something I've never really done uh, before is looking at it from the other side. But like you said, first time I've ever seen uh, live Goodland play football, obviously, you know, do all this prep leading up, but there's there's – Nothing that can substitute the real thing of watching you guys play a full game. There is so much to say. I mean, for the red zone turnovers were just just brutal. I'm sure you'd agree. The uh, the amount of time, especially in the second half, 
that the Cowboys spent in Colby's red zone and not just that, but inside a kind of plus territory inside uh, of Colby's 45-yard line or so and ended up turning the ball over. Obviously, that goal line stand kind of uh, uh, put a punctuation mark on it, uh, put an exclamation point on it. You're, you're on seven straight plays inside of Colby's, I think it was five-yard line, and ended up turning the ball over on downs. I mean, that's that's got to be a little bit demoralizing. Uh, I'm sure an emotional uh, peak one way or another. Obviously, we ended with a roller coaster, but one of the peaks of that coaster, I'm sure, was that goal line stand. Uh, but another thing, this this is a very different team based on the two quarterbacks that we saw. Obviously, you go in kind of saying, okay, your QB1 goes down week one. You've been running this two-quarterback thing. And really, it was when Chayton Goodwin was in, we saw the single wing, direct snap to Goodwin, you know, go pick up to, you know, basically just give him the ball in this old school single wing and see if he can make something happen, uh, which traditionally, if you're running a single wing that way, you want to put your best athlete uh, under center, so to speak, but in that quarterback position. And obviously your, your best athlete by a mile is uh, blocking for you on the end of the line uh, in Lincoln Cure. So that was uh, a little bit interesting to see that. Obviously Goodwin's passing game wasn't very uh, – Goodwin for Goodwin's passing game wasn't the most effective thing. But then when Zach Thorson came in that last quarter and a half or so, completely different ball game, right? I mean, he spread offense, uh, five on the line, uh, five running routes. He was in the, the empty gun a lot, which I think gave him some room to, uh, to maneuver a little bit and obviously significantly more effective. There were a couple of touchdowns, obviously, uh, a couple of interceptions in the red zone, but 10 of 15 for Thorson, and I think it gives you a very different wrinkle in that offense. And I don't know if you can keep playing that way where, uh, you know, you have two completely different quarterbacks playing completely different styles and completely different formations, and each one of them is kind of one-dimensional in their own right, or at least that offense is one-dimensional when you play with that quarterback in. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what Coach Mohier does with that offense, kind of looking forward a little bit here, maybe not even the end of the year, but in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you bring up a lot of fantastic points uh, that, that are certainly on the minds of many. But, uh, yeah, it was a very interesting breakdown. I think of a spot-on breakdown as well there. Christian Peck Dimmitt with us here on a, from 100 Point Through the Ride, the voice of the Colby Eagles. I thought from the Colby perspective, once again, I was very impressed by the play of Cason Carroll, his accuracy throwing the football, his uh, quick decision-making was very impressive. Uh, Cason Carroll was a, is a very good uh, passing quarterback and, and shows the ability to get out of the pocket when he needs to, which, which makes him dangerous and extend plays. Uh, they, have, they have three really solid guys that can catch the ball and make plays. Casey Geisenhagen is a stud. Um, a guy that can you know beat you down the field in straight line speed. He's a great sprinter in track. Uh, and then good route runner and has soft hands. Makes a lot of great catches. So Casey Geisenhagen stood out a lot for me. Um, there's no doubt I think that Zane Betts is probably the most complete football player that the Eagles have, but they don't have, unfortunately, the blocking up front to get things done uh, on a consistent enough basis. And that's no offense to the offensive line. They're just young. A lot of first-year starters on that besides Cameron Lilly uh, on the right tackle spot. They're just really young, and they're undersized. Uh, and Goodland really lived a lot in the backfield and did not allow Zane Betts to get going much. I know he did have an 18-yard touchdown run at one point in time, but 
for the, for the most part, it took a lot of work for Zane Bretz to get 58 yards. I think it was like 28 carries and 58 or 62 yards, something unofficial like that. So it took a lot of work to get that. So they're not a great running team. They can throw it very pretty darn well, I would say, overall. Uh, they, they, do, they do do that pretty well. Um, defensively, you know they have they've got uh, they've got really nice size on the cornerback spots, which you know prevented uh, or I should say presented a challenge for guys like Lincoln Cure and bigger bodied wide receivers. Uh, but at the same time, once again, it comes down to the line play, and uh, that's where you win and lose a lot of football games. And if you don't get you know great blocking on offense, or if you don't get a great pass rush on defense, which Colby at times did. Kai Lanning had a nice sack in the game as well. Uh, but you know, it's this in, in my world. Once again, it comes down to how you play in the trenches. And Colby's got an undersized, a little bit inexperienced line, and that's why they probably haven't won as many games as they probably could with the playmakers that they have on the outside, and especially in the quarterback position this year. Uh, now, hopefully, in the years coming, in the next year or two, guys are going to get bigger, stronger, better understanding of the game. Uh, and, and the speed of the game, and you're going to have more success. That's going to lead to more possible wins down the road for Colby. That'd be my breakdown of the Eagles there for the most part. Yeah, I would I would have to agree. I think the, the size up front for Colby was a little bit frustrating at times because so much, obviously we have a first-year uh, head coach in Ryan Moser, and a lot of what he wants to do starts with running the football. I'm sure you could tell that. Uh, trying to kind of um, get get the tone set in the in the game, so to speak. And if you end up averaging under three and a half yards a carry on almost 30 carries, so when you commit to the game, the run game that much, you said in an earlier, uh, and I think this goes for both teams, but you said uh, before the break, uh, if you can run it like that, you were talking about Kansas, it doesn't matter uh, who your quarterback is. I think that's absolutely true, and I think the opposite is also true when you can't run it like that. It really matters who your quarterback is. I think that's why it was so interesting. Obviously, the crazy comeback in the fourth, or almost comeback in the fourth quarter. Uh, but if you if you stop this game at two and a half, or you know, two and three quarters quarters of the game through, so almost three quarters of the game are done, and you stop it right there, we're having a very different conversation, right? I mean, this game. Uh, the, the flip, the switch really flipped. You, you saw uh, Goodland turn the ball over in the fourth or in the uh, in the red zone so many times. A pair of interceptions on plus territory. You fumbled the ball. Talon Work got that one, and then obviously the goal line stand. Uh, that finally, when when you had that Lincoln Cure touchdown late, and then obviously another one a couple minutes after that, you're you're almost surprised that you're like, oh, they really can finish drive. You know, they can uh, uh, find the end zone because they were in the red zone so much. And I think a lot of that is youth. A lot of that is when you get down into the red zone, the, the field starts shrinking a little bit. The passing lanes start getting a little smaller. And you got a, a junior that hasn't seen a ton of time uh, passing the ball. Uh, you know, the, the lanes get smaller and you, you have a little bit of trouble, especially like you said, against the size uh, of the corners and of the, the secondary for Colby. I, I think there's a Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde thing going on under center uh, with their two quarterbacks. Not to say one is, is better or worse than the other, uh, but they give you two very different things. And I, I really want to see some sort of mesh combination of the both where you're maybe – 
running a spread offense that Thorson gives you and you have Goodwin, uh, you know, on his hip as a tailback, I think that give you a, a more dynamic offense. But there, there's a lot to unpack from this ball game. Uh, very, very interesting. A, a ton of youth. Uh, for you guys, so there's a lot of different directions you can take this football team. Absolutely. Before we let you go, Christian, give me your thoughts on Colby's got next two big games coming up here. Uh, one of them being Lake, and then they'll wrap up, of course, the regular season with Scott City. Your thoughts on those two contests? Well, obviously, Scott City is yeah, well. It's two away games as well, uh, but Scott City is obviously a, a powerhouse, and they're looking as as good as they you know have all year. I, Lakin is obviously, I believe you guys uh, went down there, won a close one with them, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think that's a nice winnable one for Colby. I think as for Coach Mosier, you're running into a difficult problem here uh, where, uh, I mean, a first world problem, so to speak, where, where you just won a ball game, but it was such an emotional win, right? You, it goes down to the last second for the first time all year. And it's senior night, and it's Kobe Goodland, right? It's the one you circle on the calendar, so to speak. And you, you really, really want to come up with that win. And once you do, it's now kind of the, the emotional peak for you. How much, especially with a bit of a younger team, a more inexperienced team that Kobe has, how much can Coach Mosier kind of uh, settle everybody down and say, look, that's great. You won the ball game, proud of you, but you have so much left, right? You have two regular season games and then uh, likely because of that win on Friday, a playoff game as well. Uh, I think the ability to for Coach Mosier to keep his guys focused on the, on the here and now might be a little bit difficult, but I think especially in this Lakin game where it's a winnable ball game but a road ball game and obviously a tough one, Nonetheless, I think that's kind of indicative of how the the rest of the season might go. Once again, he's the radio voice of the Colby Eagles on 100 Point Through the Ride. That's Christian Peckdemick. Christian, thank you so much for joining the program today, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for having me. Once again, great stuff there from Christian Peckdemick. All right, we'll take a break. Come back.